0: where when the church gives us a memorial, and today we've got the memorial of San Clemente, you can either do the readings that are proper to the memorial, but the church, she recommends that you keep with the normal readings. Um, But I was looking at the readings that were proper to the memorial, um, and uh, maybe I should have done that, because in the first letter of uh, St. Peter, he says, do not be a dictator to those put in your charge. And perhaps that was a good theme for uh, the relationship with priest directors coming up later. But I I didn't deliberately avoid that. Um, I'm pretty close to uh, San Clemente. Um, I've never actually met the guy. uh, But I did used to pray before his body for three years when I lived at San Clemente in Rome. And that's a beautiful thing about our Catholic weirdness and our love of relics. That actually relics lead us into a deeper relationship with the communion of saints to which we all belong. We're a part of that. Um, they lead us into this intimacy, and I was thinking about intimacy yesterday, um, as in one of the coffee breaks—not um, enough coffee breaks, but one of them—and uh, uh, and I was just having a little moment of prayer outside. Um, And I was trying to sort of pray to Jesus, but it didn't feel very intimate. I was looking up at the sky and everything was so beautiful. um, And I felt transcendence. I felt the enormity of a God who created all this beauty and the astonishing world that we live in. But I didn't feel particularly close. And then I thought, Of our Lord in the basement of this magnificent building, dwelling in the tabernacle here. And the way our Lord is so humble, in spite of this enormity of creation, that he humbles himself to dwell in the basement of a building, perhaps a basement that we don't come into enough, that he dwells in the tabernacle of the the chapel that we prayed in at morning prayer. This evening he dwells in the tabernacle of the Adoration Chapel next door to that chapel. Maybe sometimes the humility of God can lead us into a certain complacency. The way that we can be complacent about really good friends of ours who we know love us but we haven't seen in a while. And for whatever reason we don't get in touch. We just know that they'll always be there for us. But that's not right, and it's not supposed to be that way. All of Christ's life is an invitation to us. And as we think about the martyr, Saint Clement, and as we hear about the the Gospel today, when Christ tells us that we will be persecuted for staying true to his name, we remember that the sacrifice of Christ is not just something done for us but rather something that we're invited into. Because each of us, well actually Teo, and this is a, a beautiful thing to look forward to, Theo in, in April is going to be baptized into Christ. And that means being baptized into all the mysteries of his life, the moments of joy, but also the passion and the resurrection that follows on. And we can't say to Jesus, oh yeah, your resurrection, that sounds great, I'll I'll have a bit of that, please. And say, but the passion, well, you you keep that to yourself, I'm not interested in any of that. We're called into all of his life as Christians. And that's an even greater dignity than if he were to just say, I will save you without you. But rather he says, I will save you with you. And that requires our yes and our acceptance of everything that he asks of us. But all of us are called to embrace the cross in some way. We don't embrace the cross in some ways. How can we have solidarity with our Christian brothers and sisters who are suffering for the faith? If we don't want anything to do with the cross, we don't want anything to do with them. And so if we don't in some way embrace sacrifice in this life, then we have no part in Christ. I was thinking of the England uh, footballers at the World Cup recently, and they had these uh, armbands that they were wearing to show their support for um, persecuted groups in uh, Qatar, and not entirely sympathetic to the, uh, the armbands and everything they're trying to support. But they were saying, we're going to wear these armbands and we're going to show them and be a strong display against the Qataris. And then FIFA said, if you wear the armband, you might be given a yellow card. They took the armband off. That's activism. Christian life is not activism. It's a relationship born out of love, as, as Peter was speaking so eloquently about earlier, this radio reserve is a work of love. And our love is shown in various different ways in life. We love those to whom we give our attention. And so part of the job of the radio is to present the one who is truly worthy of the attention of others, to present not ourselves, to present Mary and to present Jesus Christ. Oh, But it's also true that we sacrifice for the things that we love. And when we think of sacrifice, um, we might think of, uh, you know, hardships that we endure. But there's also the sacrifice of prayer. And prayer isn't just the sacrifice of of our time. But rather the Lord tells us, I want living sacrifices. Prayer is the offer of ourselves to God. They're saying, Lord, I might not receive anything tangible in this moment. I might not feel anything in this moment. But nonetheless, I offer myself to you in this moment. Because I owe you everything. And you deserve everything from me. So our radio is not supposed to be a campaign for Christ or activism. Our radio is supposed to be a witness to our love for Christ and to invite others into it so that they too might become living sacrifices and in that way we join in the communion of saints and the lives of those who've gone before us, who've given their lives for Christ like St Clement.